1: Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. We have a fantasy football episode for you today. We don't do those all the time. As a matter of fact, we rarely do them. But when we do them, we try and, you know, do them close to the season so that you can get an idea of where our head's at as far as fantasy goes, who the guys that we are looking at. And that's what we're going to do today. But before we get into that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today?
2: I'm good. I've been adjusting to Denver. That's hey. where I live now, Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> Beautiful city. First impression is it's the the best place I've lived okay. out of the four cities I've been in. Uh, today, I found a sandwich shop that was expensive but very tasty. And you know you need a good you need some core places to go. When you live somewhere. And one of those core places has to be a, a sandwich shop. <laughs> so I was good to it was good to get that checked off the list. Old snarfs sandwiches and is, the is there Capital a Murphy's though? That's that's the real question. There's probably a papa Murphys around here somewhere.
3: Let me let me get let me get this straight. You hate Jimmy Johns, but Smurfs. Uh, Surfs, what what is it called? Snarfs. Snarfs, I'm sorry, <laughs> snarfs. Shout out snarfs in Denver. I, I'm more of a Jimmy John guy in my rotation. Well, I'm not, not going... Like I could cool.
2: go to Subway or whatever. This is a... Not like I think we there have are a couple here, locations in, in. I think there are a couple locations in and around Denver, but it's not a national chain. Whatever, man. Some of us want to support local businesses instead of that... <laughs> uh, not me, I guess. Racist I, Jimmy John's owner. <laughs> <laughs> I like the is he Is he racist? Is he a bad guy? Look, look. <laughs> Go into a Jimmy John's and look at the decorations on the wall and get back to me if you think he's there. Was like a rule, there
3: was like a metal rule list I took a picture of. I almost sent into the group chat the other week.
2: Um,
1: this is tough. <laughs> they don't have
3: out at, of at, at the subway near me, so maybe subway maybe is sadly better.
2: mid, but there's not a lot of sandwich shops that I grew up by. I always in Northfield, we didn't have a wide array of um choices, we had Hogan Brothers which is local, and then we had Subway. But I don't think we had a Jersey Mike's or a Jimmy John's or anything like that. So we all know my distaste for Jimmy John's um, and their cold-ass sandwiches (laughs) on here. Luckily, Snarf's um, cleared that. But it was expensive, unfortunately. I paid like 20 bucks for a Mm -hmm. foot long in a Gatorade. But it was tasty, so can't right. put a price on that.
1: <laughs> can't put a price on taste. Matt, how are you doing today? I see you're wearing the, the Stay Hot hat. And then when I saw I you were wearing the Stay Hot hat, I decided I was going to wear the Stay Hot hat.
3: I'm on the show, so I figured I should wear it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty normal day for me. Got a little golf in this morning. Okay.
2: Can't Real golf or, or, or fake golf both actually but I okay real golf.
1: yeah bladen, no, we, got uh, the,
3: we got the new tv and the 75 inch monster yeah, yeah. and uh had uh had to break it in with the quick nine holes
2: bladen you paused your game to be here um <laughs> as your shirt I did, says i did
1: pause my game to be here um for those watching for those listening on spotify I'm wearing a shirt that says, I paused my game to be here. That is not on the merch site. But if you want to get a Stay Hot hat, you can uh, check the link in the description or in any of our social link bios and get yourself some Stay Hot merch. It's pretty fun. Should we talk about some fantasy football? Probably. All right, well, today we're going to be going position by position, mostly talking about some guys we like, occasionally bringing up some guys that we're not too fond of. Theo says that... uh, he gravitated towards <laughs> one organization on that latter portion. But um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We're going to start with quarterback. Um, we're just going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, Theo, do you want to start us off? Who have, who have you grown fondly of?
2: Sure, recently? sure. So when I was flipping through the numbers and, and building my rankings out, there are a couple guys that stood out to me as, as being undervalued. One of them being, I think Lamar a little bit, I think with all the weapons he's I got, him. I think his first 4,000 yard season is within reach. And I also think he's always down to rush for a thousand as well. If he finished as the overall QB one, I wouldn't be too shocked. I think that he would be the first guy on my board because of, I think I I would want a rushing quarterback. Like, fields lamar hurts allen like those are all the quarterbacks that i would target even over a herbert or a mahomes or a burrow i just i just prefer to have guys like that because the rushing upside is so huge i remember last year in one of my leagues i picked up justin fields in the middle of the year and it was awesome even though he couldn't pass (laughs) like it's just it's just so good to have that baseline so i really like lamar but the real take here is Stop me if you've heard this one before. I like Anthony Richardson. I think that he is very draftable, Um, being the week one starter. I think that there's going to be a lot of red zone touchdowns from him. I mean, why not just power it in or or run a zone read and have him hurdle or truck into the end zone? He's 240 pounds, like six foot four or six foot five or whatever. Apparently, he's He's going to be
1: playing at 255.
2: So. And I, I don't know. I like the the weapons there with Pierce and Pittman and, you know, Fields was a terrible passer last year and was still fantasy relevant just because the rushing talent alone. And it's like, why can't Richardson outpace plenty of maybe better pure passers based on that? You watch the preseason game, half of it is zone read, you know, like he's got the opportunity to keep it a lot this season. They pushed the pace. He could be on the field a lot this season, running a lot of plays. I don't don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to score points. And he, to me, is someone that a lot of fantasy apps or rankings have near the bottom, like QB, like backup QB, end of the draft, take a flyer on him. I think, like, I would take him... After Trevor Lawrence, but like before, who would I take him before? Like Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a tough one. I think I would take, him, I be, I would take him before be, Kirk Cousins.
3: It could be a rough season one for him. I like him as a backup, but I like him as a backup, and I'll probably take somebody a little bit more reliable. If I'm I'm reaching for a late round starter, but I, I think I think he he plays well into a strategy. It's like okay, yeah, you want to wait a long time on quarterback, so you go Aaron Rodgers, and then next round you go Richardson, so you feel like you have some upside there. If you feel like Richardson really is going to go crazy and run the ball, and then you have some upside or some some safety uh, with yeah. like a Rodgers or a Geno or a Kirk Cousins. There's a lot of guys who can go get in that range who I feel decently about.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that there, that there are quarterbacks in that range that you feel decent about. But with Rodgers, I don't know, like, even if Richardson throws a lot of picks, like for fantasy, it just doesn't really matter to me, you know, like, they're just negative two points each, you 20 rushing yards is worth that, you know, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> if he rushes for 800 yards, that puts him over like, a lot of better quarterbacks than him so i and rogers is old he's already been banged up like three times this training camp like i've seen reports that he came up lame or whatever i'm like uh oh, that scares me a little bit as a packer fan because we need him to pay, play 65 percent of the snaps and just overall like he he always seems to you know hurt a thumb you know roll an ankle he's playing a, a little bit hobbled that just seems to be the story of rogers these days like still a great player but i would I think upside and rushing upside especially is is uh, my – that's what I want to be targeting more than reliability, swing for the fences, and I think that's going to be a common theme for me all day.
3: I think um, Rodgers is more of just a stand-in guy. There's probably Goff, Cousins, Daniel Jones, you know, Geno. Like there's a lot of Daniel guys. Daniel Jones even get.
1: has – rushing upside yeah though.
3: Daniel jones does have rushing upside in right. fact he might be a guy who's a little bit of a sleeper he finished you know ninth or whatever and mm-hmm. he, he's not going as anything crazy but um again there's a lot of quarterbacks who you can go and, and take a shot on and maybe that's the strategy this year is, is to wait a little bit although the two names i had down are trevor lawrence who we've talked about here on before finished high getting drafted around where he finished last year uh, and and I would expect massive improvement going into his third year, adding Calvin Ridley, and then I had Lamar as well. I think Lamar, you know, if, if we're trying to figure out who quarterback one is, I think Lamar is just as much in that conversation as anybody else. I love Monken. Uh, I really like the receivers that they added. Some question marks, obviously, like Bateman. Is he going to be fully healthy for full season? And how's he going to be coming off the foot? And Odell coming off the ACL. say Flowers is a rookie, although I like him a lot. But I think overall. We're looking at the first Lamar receiving core that has upside. You can't say that about uh, previous receiving cores that he's had. And if the play calling is better and and more tailored to the passing game, he could excel there and still do what he does on the ground. So I I think maybe there's a little bit of an injury risk there, but I could say that a lot about about a lot of the quarterbacks. I mean, Burroughs banged up and, Fields is another guy who I, I like the upside of, but I'm worried about the injury stuff. He he runs himself into a lot of contact, but yeah, I, I think Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, and then if that doesn't work and I, I don't get those guys at value, then I'm looking to go for, you know, two quarterbacks back to back, like um, a Cousins and a Daniel Jones, if I can, uh, if I feel like the depth of my team is good. Or I'm just looking to get multiple guys, and then you can play the matchups a little bit because there's a lot of room to do that.
1: Man, I'm kind of surprised that neither of you brought up Stafford at all. Like, not even a little bit. He He's, for me, like, I have Lamar on there too because we all love Lamar. <laughs> but, like, Matthew Stafford, when he was... In his Super Bowl season, through forty-one touchdowns, almost five thousand yards. He was QB six in fantasy. He was hurt last year, and now, like Sean McVay says, he looks re-energized. Matthew Safford says he feels the healthiest he ever has been. I mean, if he gets even close back to that that range, him and Cup, I mean, there's no reason why they can't they can't be successful again.
3: Well, the elbow.
1: I mean, yeah, sure, but like he. If he says he feels healthy and he's looking healthy in camp. I
3: don't believe any camp reports, to be completely honest with you. I think taking those too far into account can get you into trouble. It's a world where he's he's being drafted. He's he's being drafted
1: behind Kyler Murray in some situations. That's a problem.
3: But we're talking about like super, super depth at that point. I mean, if Stafford's your backup, I think I'm cool with that, but. Why take him over, like, Daniel Jones or Geno?
1: Yeah, I I, I get that. But, like, here's... Okay, I'm going to list the guys who I would... Who are getting drafted above Stafford right now. Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Kyler Murray, Bryce Young, Russell Wilson.
2: A couple of those guys, I think I would... Stafford, to me... So, the thing that's preventing him from not doing... Or preventing him from doing what he did in 2021 is the offense sucks now. Like yeah. the Los Angeles Rams offense was top five in 2021. Where do we think they'll be even with Healthy Cup and Stafford this year?
1: They'd be probably hovering around average. Like if, right. if, Ke- so, if yeah
2: but if he scores forty touchdowns, then they would be top five again, you know?
1: Right. I mean he's not gonna score so
2: forty, I- but like you could
1: throw you could throw thirty. There's a lot of guys in the league
3: who could throw 30. My opinion is that like we're talking about a guy who has injury concern. I don't care what they said in camp. Talking about a guy who is older, not going to get any better, who's on a bad offense. Old, injury-prone, bad offense players I don't think are good investments in fantasy.
2: Right. I would rather take someone with a little bit more... I was actually going to say Kyler for a guy that I like real. He's going to miss like half the season. That's why I like him so much. (laughs) Cause it's like, if you were to take a backup quarterback, would you rather take someone who is like guaranteed just a warm body to be on the bench? Or would you rather take someone who could actually be like very fantasy relevant down the home stretch?
1: I mean, do you think there's a guarantee that Kyler like plays at all this year?
2: No, but if you take a late round flyer on him, I mean, what are the chances that any of your late round flyers stay on your team like long term? If you have a lot of bench spots, Kyler could be kind of a game changer towards the back end of the season if someone's out there starting like a mediocre quarterback and you know, Kyler's coming back and you already have a good one and or maybe you're the one I, I who, think I would you know, I think
1: I would just bank on someone else. Or I would just bank on like Kyler who in like falling to free. I'm just like I would not want like Kyler Murray just takes up a roster spot for like ten weeks, and then I'm just like the last. thing if, if, the if he doesn't part, but, I'm, but if he doesn't play for that time, and I'm like. I'm like, well, man, maybe I could have used like an actual player on my bench instead of like, like, what if a receiver gets hurt and I need to bring in another receiver? I'm just like, I'm well, totally- Well, then you can st- cut
2: him over the, <laughs> the, the, the course of the season. I'm just saying, if you have a lot of bench spots, I like stashing a high upside guy more than I like drafting like just some mid quarterback to just be the backup. Because then like, if your starter gets hurt and you put in someone who is like, whatever like it's Jared Goff or whatever like I just don't really think that moves the needle but having a guy like Kyler and who knows with with the information we don't have much but yeah I think that that could be a, a sneaky good play is taking Kyler and stashing him because if he was healthy he's got the rushing upside and the offensive personnel is not super great but it's not that bad either you know hollywood brown and
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man it's pretty it's not as bad as like the
2: texans i don't know i think that he can make something happen man i think that he can run around i think that he could score touchdowns i he moves the needle for me stashing him more than like more than just some whatever player just some warm body like i said i i would not draft kyler murray
3: no, I I I think I think you're limiting yourself on a roster spot. Kyler was like 7th in points per game last year before he got hurt, which is pretty good. Um and that's obviously the upside, but now he's coming back to a worse offense, off an injury, and you ha- again, you have to stash him for a long long time. And even then you're probably not worse going
2: offense? to
3: be Yes, I yes. think so. No no. D- D- oh, no, no, yeah, no no new D hop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I I just don't know. Like, I, I think I would prefer to take somebody else who I think is okay and capable, which I think there's like 16 guys right now who are like pretty fantasy relevant. I feel like quarterbacks deep this year and I'd rather play the matchups and I'd rather have, you know, uh, a golf or, uh, uh, Daniel Jones or something who I have the whole season in front of me for, uh, yeah. who, yeah, you know, isn't, isn't as talented as
2: Kyler Murray, but is going to play for most of the season. I just don't care if they play for most of the season, if they're going to be on the bench. Like if you have a good starter in front of them, like who cares if they're putting up numbers on the okay, bench. At, because... at what
1: point are you going from, I guess we have to d- establish where the drop-off is from like a quarterback where like you don't, you are not worried about like who your next guy up is. So like, there's like Mahomes, Allen, hurts we can throw lamar in that mix burrow those are like yeah guys that like those are your qb ones right and they're gonna play all year and the only way they're gonna not play is if they're literally on a bye week but like there are a lot of guys where if daniel jones is my quarterback then i'm probably getting another guy and like mad said we're just playing the matchups (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I guess it depends on how you how you build your quarterback room. But I think ideally I would I would rather have someone, you know, if I had a true QB one, someone that I know I'm starting every week, it doesn't matter what the matchup for the other guy is. I would rather have a Kyler than just someone who's going to be on my bench every week and has no trade value by the end. Because Kyler, there might be some team in the league out there if you're willing to hold on and who knows how long it is. You know, and if you drop, if you spend a late round pick on him and end up dropping him, it doesn't matter. You're dropping all of your late round picks anyway. So I think it I, does. You do? I think, I, a big,
3: I think there's a big difference on who your backup is. Like, OK, I have and, never and if, cared if, if, about if,
2: backup if, in fantasy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I,
3: I, I think it matters, man.
1: I think <laughs> I really would
3: rather take take a guy on a good offense who's going to yeah. play all year. Guy your starter comes up on a bye week boom. You can just slot him in. Kyler, I'm not sure that you can. You don't know how long Kyler is going to be held out. You don't know what he's going to look like coming back. It's just a gamble I, I don't want to take. And there's no need to take it for quarterback. And even yep. if he comes back and he's, again, quarterback seven, if you took Geno or you took Daniel Jones, they were right around that range, too. I mean, we're talking about like a, a point-and-a-half-a-game difference, maybe. And you're probably still going to be playing matchups. So... Yeah, me personally,
1: I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, here, it, here's what I'm gonna end up doing. If I can get Jalen Hurts at like the top of the three, or like Lamar at the bottom of the three or top of the four, that's probably who I'm going with. Outside of that, I'm probably gonna end up doubling up with like Gino and Stafford. <laughs> like, that's probably gonna be what I like. I I, I, do I like will Gino. let you know yeah i mean quarterback 15 i feel like that's yeah. pretty solid
3: value <laughs> I'm, I'm i've never been a draft a quarterback high type of person uh, either i do I, like taking the shot on lamar yeah. or lawrence
2: lawrence i'm would okay be- with doing it if they have rushing upside i think to me like i would take one of these four guys i would take like i already said lamar hurts fields yeah. allen like if there's not a wide receiver that I have valued, like I would be comfortable taking those guys round two or two or three. Yeah. And if fields in round four, like that's a, to me, like I'm pulling the trigger on that because I had him last year and he sucked last year, he sucked (laughs) last year, but not for my fantasy team. So it's like, to me, like I'm perfectly happy with that because if he's a good passer and, and unlocks the kind of rushing ability he had towards the end of the last season, like for a full year, Like, I, I think that that's just, you know, that's like two positions in one to me, but, um, that's just how I would go about it. And then for someone that I'm low on, it's not too many Mahomes that uh, you, you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, Matt, but, but like taking Mahomes where he's getting drafted is like crazy to me personally, like like as good as Mahomes is, is like, (laughs) There's just no way that he can get better than where he's getting drafted. It's like he can only be as good as where he's being drafted. He wasn't like even first guys... in points
3: per game last year, you know, and he's getting drafted by far. Like, there's a real big difference about where you're taking him. He gets taken on on the turn from one to two. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna sit there and and be like in a terrible position if you do that. Probably like Mahomes, the floor is is pretty high, obviously, and. If you think you can build out the rest of your team, go for it, but man, I would rather take a stud at another position and roll with with the later guys, I would. Or even, you know, Allen's going in the later round. I think he's right around the same. So, or Hertz is going, you know, around right. later. I think he's right around the same. Um so I, I I'm I'm just not the guy doing that, but I also don't think that's like the craziest fantasy. And advice. Hertz no, can it's, only it's... get
1: better. That's the thing. So like Right, right, right. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Matt. It's it's not the worst worst idea in the world to take someone like Mahomes, but to me, I it's not the way I would do it. Should we move on to running backs?
1: Hey, I don't see why not. Theo, who is the running back that everyone's missing out on?
2: Oh. I I'm not going to talk about Dobbins because we always talk about Dobbins. <laughs>
1: We, I'm 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 not Dobbins is not on my list. As much as I love him, I I can't I can't fall into this yeah, I'm, trap I'm again. I'm out on Dobbins. i <laughs> I think he's a
3: great player. I think he's a great talent on a really good offense. But the receiving upside is really not all that great for him. And uh, you're you're dealing with the injury stuff, and that that just makes me too nervous. So
2: he uh, came here's here's, here's, to here's practice not, today. Or yesterday. I want
3: I want Dobbins to do well. If I draft him, he won't. So I'm doing him a favor, and I'm I'm skipping out on him. If he does good, I mean, dude, he could be so good. He's on such yeah. a talented offense. He's such a talented runner. With Lamar there, like, his yards per carry probably could lead the league. But it's just the workload that they give him. And and this is the thing. There's so many things that could crush him. It's like if he does not have, like, 250 carries, he's probably not reaching, like, that upper, upper echelon of running back. Yeah. So he's he's sort of in that – that kind of running back dead zones where when I start to maybe move off of of guys or or not look so hard, but it it depends on where he goes. There's obviously a value I like him at, but in the drafts that I've done, he's gone a little bit higher than I'm comfortable with. He's a good player though. He's a really good player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I just, I'm, I'm swaying for the fences and I think Dobbins is so talented in that offense without like, I I would take a shot on him, but how about a, a, I have a, random qb uh running back one i'll I'll talk about this my running back one the first guy i would take is saquon okay i think that he's got some receiving upside he he's someone who's caught a lot of passes multiple times in his career it's he's not like a derrick henry or a nick chubb or someone who you don't see it much from them and he's a bell cow you know when when elijah mitchell got healthy last year it was almost a 50 50 split in terms of carries between him and McCaffrey, I think that there's a new offense in in LA and more weapons in LA now. I don't think that Eckler is going to catch as many passes as he has in the past. Although I certainly think they're good options. I think Barkley, he's been injury prone in the past, um, but a lot of those were kind of weird freak. In, like I remember versus the Cowboys, like someone just kind of ran into him and his ankle got tied up and that kept him out two seasons ago and it's like that wasn't an injury like i'm super concerned about like an acl or so he's already come back from that he had a he had a good season last year he's a bell cow i don't really see anybody else on the roster that i think is going to really threaten him and i think that in terms of Getting a bunch of carries and having receiving upside, I think he's the best of both worlds because I think Elijah Mitchell is just gonna get a bunch of touches and everyone's gonna get frustrated <laughs> with McCaffrey. I kind of feel the same thing about Bijan Robinson is like Arthur Tyler Smith Algier. man <laughs> Algier is there, and Cordell Patterson is there. I could just totally see Arthur Smith going with like way more of a committee type of look than anyone wants. Everyone's would be like, he just drafted him ninth overall. Like, why would you do this? And he's going to say, this isn't fantasy football. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, that just totally, is, there is, this is not based on fact or like, I know that top 10 running back picks like always do pretty well. And I like Bijan, like a decent amount in the first round, but I, I really like Saquon this year, man. I, I think that he's someone that um is, is, very an in, in all-around stud and, and someone I'm not worried about at all really
1: yeah I mean I think the the benefit too with Saquon is because you know that he's like the only guy there you know that like week to week he's going to be putting up numbers it's not like one week he's gonna put up numbers it's like that's the thing with McCaffrey it's like one week he could you know, put up 20 points, but then if Elijah Mitchell gets a bunch of touches the next week, well, then all of a sudden you're stuck with like five point McCaffrey. And I think Saquon, you're pretty reliably going to get, you know, those 12, 15, 17 point games.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, he had 1300 yards last year, finally healthy again. Um, he had caught 57 passes. I just, I just really like that. I, I, I worry a little bit about Eckler and McCaffrey. I can see that.
3: Yeah. I, I like Saquon at his value, which I think is more than I can say for a lot of the running backs in the first round. For the most part, I, I think the, my usual strategy is if I, I like drafting early in the first round. I like taking one of preferably chase or Jefferson. Um, Yeah. And then, and then I like swinging around and taking a running back, and then going like Andrews or Olave. That's what I like to do in a twelve team. Uh, but I, I think I think the sweet spot for running backs is definitely past the name value guys. Is how I look at it. Um, there, there's there's levels to it. Like Jonathan Taylor, he there's a real chance he goes and has an awesome season. I'm probably going to miss out on it. Yeah, the, unless the value is really, really good, because I, I just the, the injury stuff and the contract stuff, and it's it's a whole mess. It, it's the contract it stuff more back.
1: for me than than injury. But I, I'll, yeah. I'll take
3: I'll take more reliable receivers, and um, in, in, in place of that, but we get down into, I mean, like the guys I like, you know, Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson. Those are the guys who it's like they were running back ones like pretty much last year. And I think their opportunity is going to be just as good this season. Uh, Pollard obviously has some injury-prone problems as well. He's coming off an injury, but all signs about that are good. Albeit, I'm a little bit nervous about it, you know. But um, if he makes it to the third, I'm usually thinking about it. Pollard seems like too good to be true. I don't. (laughs) This is I I see, but this is what I want to talk about with Pollard. If you can get past the injury stuff, people are way overthinking it. Maybe, Dude, yeah. the, the, maybe Zeke Zeke got so many touches. You could say that Deuce Vaughn gets like 120 touches and there's still more room for Pollard to get more. You know, I, I think, I think it's a really empty backfield. I think the offensive line. Good. I think the offense is going to be really good. There's a lot of upside. And even if there isn't, he's not getting drafted kind of depends on what format you're on. Some, some places Pollard goes way high. Some places, you can get him in the third. It totally depends. Um, but but for me, I, I, I think unless you think the injury is going to be so bad that he comes back and is not the same back, which maybe I'd be concerned about if he's in an ACL, and that's kind of gotten me lower on Brees Hall, especially now with the Cook signing. But uh, I, I think Pollard is really talented. That's the other thing. I don't think that you're not drafting for situation. That's And that that's one thing that you really want to like keep in mind. Don't just draft someone purely for situation. Uh, draft mm-hmm. somebody because they're talented. Pollard is talented, and now his situation has opened up. And that, that, to me, seems like the time to strike. So I like him, and I like Stevenson, too. Even though Zeke is there, they've always split carries somewhat. Stevenson gets a ton of receptions. Seems like pretty pretty good running back one type stuff.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a really good route runner, Stevenson, and um, the exact type of back that Belichick likes, a real north and south type of dude. Um, I'm... They were always gonna. They were always gonna add a second back. Like I thought it was gonna be Dalvin. Um, I remember talking about that when Nico was on here. I don't know if that happened on camera, or off camera. And I remember being convinced that they were gonna draft Bijan, which I think they would have if he was there. I. They were always gonna do this. So now that it's happened, people might freak out about Ramondre. But I think that, that this was, you know, always should have been baked into the expectations with Ramondre. And now that Ezekiel Elliott is there, my my faith in Ramondre has stayed exactly the same and honestly has gone up a little bit because I thought they might (laughs) take someone even better than Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott to be the backup. So yeah, Ramondre is a good pick. Bladen, how about you? I mean, you guys know I love
1: Miles Sanders. Um, I I think he's still going to have a pretty big year. He had a big year last year with Jalen Hurts taking a lot of carries and especially in the red zone. Um, I could definitely see a world where you know, with a, a smaller quarterback and Bryce Young, you probably won't see him punching it in from the goal line. I could see a lot of that being Sanders, and I could see Sanders being kind of a workhorse when there's no like wide receiver one. It's like Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall. It's it's just and and Mingo. I I just don't, I don't love the other weapons on this team on on, on Carolina. So I think Miles Sanders is going to have a pretty big year. He was running back 10 last year. I don't see any reason why he can't be in the top 10 again this year. Another guy I've been somewhat high on, and maybe I'll save this one, but it's Camara. I'm kind of leaning yes on Camara.
2: Why Kamara? You, you talked about Jamal Williams the last time we did a fantasy thing. Why Kamara? I don't
1: now? know. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> what, what, you I, don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I was thinking about it today. It was like literally right before we hopped on. I'm just like sitting here. I'm just like, maybe Camara. <laughs> I he's don't not, know.
3: He's not terrible value. Um, But he suspended the three games and they've right. got more backs there. And I, I thought he was he was already kind of on the downswing a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about him. Sanders is a guy that I really, really like at value. I don't think he's the biggest, biggest sleeper. But if he's somebody who falls to me, I I like to take him. I think that the Panthers offense is probably not going to be great. And I'm very worried about the offensive line right now. But I, I could see a world where, A, I think he will get a lot of touches. I think he's a talented yeah. player. I don't think they, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Hubbard at all as a number two <laughs> and I, I i'm i it's easy to envision a world where the protection isn't great for young but he's very heads up sort of looked like that uh, in, in preseason game one take that with a grain of salt obviously but that's the type of yeah. player he seems to be and i think that i could see him dumping it down a lot if guys aren't getting mm-hmm. open downfield and i think guys probably won't get open downfield a lot for carolina so i, I think i could see a big role for him target wise carolina also seems to really like him. Um, just from what I've read and what I've seen. And obviously they went out and signed him and they're like, this is our guy and so on and so on and so on. So you're talking at 20. It's like, okay, you're, you're drafting. This guy's like a low end running back too. if the receivers that I like aren't there, which often they're not around yeah. the Sanders. I start to get a little iffy depending on who's there. I think Sanders is a really good pick.
1: Yeah. Sanders for me is, is a strat to go. Like I, I always talk myself into doing like zero RB and that's I'm a, a big sp- zero
3: RB guy. I think he's I- a really, I, I, you can go even more zero RB than taking Miles Sanders. But if you go like receiver, 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 and then you want to go Sanders to kick things off, I think that's a, a pretty strong
1: place to yeah. be in. Because my strategy so far is I've been I've been doing like Kelsey, right? I like to take Kelsey early on. And then if I can get like, we haven't gotten to receiver yet. So when we do, I'll, I'll disclose who my receiver bids are um and then if i can get hurts i like to get hurts um or if i can get lamar i like to get lamar but then like i i get you know sanders in like round 5 and i'm like hey
3: <laughs> yeah he he's he's a really nice round 5 pick
2: i don't like camara though i liked him last year and it just totally did not pan out that's i know, I know that's why i they drafted to a running back in the third too. round they signed jamal williams and they brought kareem hunt in for a business and Kamara suspended three games and he was the least efficient running back in the league last year and he's old
1: i know but like but he is talented
2: <laughs> he's just alvin camara like yeah he's got he can catch the football and he can um you know, he's still got the contact balance, but he's just almost a little bit too patient at this point. And it's like, he gets swallowed up behind the line of scrimmage so often. And they just invested so much in other running backs. It's like, yeah. I, someone else can take Camara, dude. I, I, I thought it was all, I, I was, you know, ahead of the curve by saying like, everyone forgot about Alvin Camara after a disappointing year <laughs> in 2021, 2022, you can get him on the, on the discount. And, and he's still Calvin Kamara. And it yeah. just went terribly. And it's like, well, why would it go better this time around when there's more competition for him? He's a year older. Like, well, that, I, that'll and, light know, a fire under him, and he'll play harder. And Maybe. I don't know. As far as the zero
3: running back stuff goes, there's a lot of guys that I like to take. I think generally the strategy with zero running back is like, go find a guy in a mixed backfield who is talented. Bet on two or three of them. You're going to get some, right? Khalil Herbert. Uber talented being drafted pretty much exactly where he finished last year even though he missed some time. That backfield probably can only be more open. I think Foreman's a good back and I like Roshan Johnson, but Herbert probably isn't going to finish worse than where he's getting picked right now. Pacheco, he's a nice I love really, Pacheco. Yeah, that's, that's a really that's another really name. good that's pick. That's a good one. When he started to actually get in the rotation, which I determined to be like week 12 or week 10 or whatever, he's running back like 18 that's pretty much the same backfield, and he's being picked as running back twenty eight. You know, it's just he's like actually I'm, number I'm one on my that. board
2: of 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 guys I'm higher on than than consensus. Is <laughs> just, just don't don't I, I, be. I just heard
1: he's actually number one on my board. They're <laughs> taking him first <laughs> is, overall, and he's
3: in a good offense. Like, like I, I don't know. I, I think that I know it's a mixed backfield. Don't be too scared of that. Um, and it's
2: mixed with it's, who, like McKinnon, who's uh you He's know, a receiving a back. He's going to take some receiving yeah. touches for sure. McKinnon's a good back, but
3: an, another and guy. About, up...
2: Go, or go uh, you can go ahead. I, I was just going to say. I think about how often this team scored from like inside the five yard line last year. Mm. Like without, it's not really a big play offense anymore without Tyreek. Yeah. So Mahomes threw more passes or had the shortest average depth of touchdown. Like this team was just on the five yard line all the time and pacheco broke out late in the year he had still finished with 830 yards or whatever it was i, I think that could be well over a thousand and i could see him plunging in 10 times as well i i think that he's a really good value i think that you know he really came on strong and who's to say he can't keep improving and i i really like pacheco for sure
1: the only problem with a lot of guys like that is and this is the issue that a lot of times you run in with with zero rb is you get a bunch of guys that are iffy week to week but like end of year the numbers are going to look good but like pacheco might go a three-game stretch where he gets no touches inside the five-yard line and has no touchdowns to show for it and then he might have a couple of games where he goes off but like that would be the one concern is that week to week if he's not doing that you're probably going to lose those games
2: yeah yeah i mean mean, there's some concern
3: with that but it, it's kind of up to you to play the matchups right. and yeah. play as, as those backfields develop throughout the year. I, I think it's more doable than not. I also really like James Cook. Pretty much everything points to to the Bills being uh, believers in him. And I think he's pretty talented. Even though I was low on him to start the season, I thought he improved a lot. He's another young guy. Um, so that that's somebody who if I'm looking to – and I'm almost always looking to committee one of my running back positions – that's a guy I really like at value. How are we feeling
1: about DeAndre Swift?
3: I feel okay about DeAndre Swift. I think that that's like that's like probably the first guy who I would really start to consider like maybe a zero RB type strat because he's probably what like running back twenty five, so just outside. Yeah, of twenty. Yeah, no, what, literally what exactly RB twenty five.
1: I don't know. Right. You... <laughs> I, I guess
3: I worry a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes uh, I, I think about Swift and Penny. And you're like, well, somebody's got to run the dang ball. Like, like they're gonna <laughs> run, and it's a great offense, and they're going so late. I also, I do like Penny, even though it's against all of my, my instinct. Like he is very talented on a very talented offense, and if you if you get him with Swift, I, 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 <laughs> odds are right. That's, I know Game will get some hype. I just don't think <laughs> Game <laughs> is nearly as good as Swift or Penny. But I'll take shots on those guys. I will. I'll do it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I think the only way Gain- Gainwell was getting kind of pushed out of the offense last year with just Miles Sanders. Like, Gainwell Gainwell, Gainwell
3: has been getting, like, preseason hype for a long time, I feel like. Yeah.
1: Gainwell's I, good. I, I, like, I, he he he's a talented player, but, like, I mean, Sanders was on the field for, like, 90% of, like, offensive reps for them last year. So, I, I just... I don't see a world, I don't know if I see a world where Gain will get that much if they brought in two guys to replace Sanders. So
2: another kind of deep sleeper running back that I like is maybe it's, maybe I shouldn't have emphasized deep so much because I'm sure fantasy people have talked about him before, but Chase Brown in Cincinnati, he's a fifth round rookie out of Illinois, had a crazy career, crazy season last year. And really the backup job to Mixon is wide open. And if Mixon was as inefficient as he was last year, I think that there's an opportunity to even like chip into the starting role or or something yeah. like that. So if you're like in a pretty deep league, like that last pick on your bench, I think that he's a, a decent stash. Um, as far as guys I don't like, I don't really like Damian Pierce. I don't really like Camara. I don't really like, like I said, Eckler. Where he, I I shouldn't say I don't like Eckler. Where he's getting, he's he's going to be fine. Uh, But Pierce is someone that I'm a little bit question. I'm I'm questioning a little bit. He didn't have much behind him last year. This year, he's got Devin Singletary there, who is not a name that moves most NFL fans. (laughs) But uh, I, I, he's always does pretty well in the efficiency department. He's stacked a couple. Eight hundred yard seasons or something like that. Like he's, I think, a real threat to take carries away. Pierce was—he's a beast. He broke a ton of tackles, but he wasn't necessarily a efficient back last year at all. In fact, he was one of the worst statistically or from a from an advanced stats standpoint, which has a lot to do with the line, no doubt. It has a lot to do with the quarterback and how they can address like stacking the boxes or whatever. But like, is he going to surpass what he did last year when when Singletary is around? I'm not totally sure that that's going to happen. Um, so I like, I actually like Singletary as like a completely unsexy depth piece, and I am not. I like Pierce. I love watching Pierce run, but for fantasy, I'm I'm not totally sure about him. A, a couple of other guys that I like, uh, I think I've changed my mind on Gibbs
3: like we're probably right that Montgomery is going to get touches, but I still Mm -hmm. think Gibbs is going to get enough to be good. And Mm -hmm. I I think he's like running back like 16 or something just on the board. I'm looking at, I think he could finish running back 16 with Montgomery stealing a bunch of stuff. And with the whole reports of like, we're going to have him on the field. If those just end up like not being true, you know, like they're saying like, Oh, we're going to line up a receiver, blah, 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 blah. You don't even need that to be true probably. And he'll catch so many passes. Yeah. That you'll be all right. And I feel like you have the upside of what if they really do think like Gibbs needs more work than Swift gets because I think A, he's just better. And B, like we spent such a high pick on him. And then what if they do have him out there at like the slot? And what if they are doing that stuff? And what if they are just like, we should get this guy the ball, which they should? It's possible. So I don't hate him. And I don't hate Aaron Jones either, who I feel like is going pretty late
2: uh, and who is in a backfield that's kind of split. <laughs> but he's a good player. You
1: have made the o. a happy he's man. A you broke not he see how many touchdowns
2: you... <laughs> he's gonna get. I, it shocked me to learn how few he had last year. I didn't even know. <laughs> it's like if he did, if he well, only had like two rushing touchdowns last yeah. year. <laughs> and what? What? Where did he? And he finished ninth. Hey.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that's, that's, if anything, that us. sounds good to me. It's getting a little bit older, um, as as we all are. But um, <laughs> so true. But um, morbid. Thoughts I, I think I still just... like Jones. Like. If one of those guys gets to me in the right spot, I absolutely like taking him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I yeah. mean, I I'm pretty much on consensus on Jones in terms of fantasy, but I will never never deny any Jones props. So Yeah, there, she, I I agree. I also like I also like Derrick Henry a decent amount and I get that he's yeah, old he and he's going to be 29 with a billion. Yeah, but it's Derrick like, Henry. On he's, he's
1: going to get the ball.
2: I I think that you can't lean on him and like be a good offense anymore. <laughs> but it's like I don't know what other choice the Titans have. I think the Titans are going to have a bad yeah. offense. Traylon Burris so got okay. carted
1: off the field today. So Yeah, yeah I heard it, that.
2: It's too bad. Um
3: I think I think there's still a world where he gets a bunch of touches. I don't hate him where he is, but I, I I'm usually not the guy picking him, to be completely honest, because yeah. I really like the receivers who go in his range
2: fair enough that's fair enough. enough and do we want to talk about receivers uh, let's do it chaser, okay, a- chaser jefferson I, that's my jefferson. first question to you guys jefferson jefferson
1: yeah
2: i'm also jefferson but it's close
1: i i don't know I, if I, it I, is close the t higgins to oh, me. it's, clo- it's close. t higgins is way better well i don't know if i'll no, yeah, he's way better than, than. And Joe
2: Burrow is way better than Kirk Cousins.
1: I mean, but sure, but I'm just saying, T. Higgins does steal touchdowns. That is a guy that does absolutely steal touchdowns and steals big plays from Jamar. And it's just, he's, he's good. He's that good. They just have two really, really good wide receiver ones on their team.
3: I think most people agree, Jefferson, but it's close, I think. I I I if somebody picks Chase number 1 overall I'm not like, "Oh my god, what have you done?" <laughs> I might be like, "Oh no my good. god, what I don't have you know. done? You're going to be no
1: good."
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I think both of them are so so talented. Yeah.
2: So it's it you're yeah. you're fine either way probably, but I I go Jefferson. Yeah. JaMar over 17 games last year, he missed 4 games in the middle of the season, but he was on pace for 123 receptions. 1,482 yards and 13 touchdowns and I don't know off the top of my head what that means in terms of fantasy points compared to Jefferson but I do know that that's a lot more touchdowns than Jefferson (laughs) so it's probably pretty damn close over a 17 game pace and that's even with T Higgins there taking taking a lot of the work I I think that when you've got Burrow at quarterback and you've got an offense that throws it as much as the Bengals do it can sustain uh, a couple of lead fantasy players. I I think that Chase is uh is a perfectly fine pick, really okay. high.
1: I'm taking Jefferson if I have I I don't
2: I would I would take Jefferson though. Slightly, I would probably take Jefferson. I don't Jefferson. think it's I think you can't my, go wrong either my way. My number but two I just wanted to get your,
1: selection your would probably out. be Kelsey though. But I really disagree with that, I think. I don't know, man. Kelsey was, is just I know we're talking about receivers right now He's just the most reliable player In fantasy over the last like Three years He has not finished tight end one over the last three years Kelsey doesn't always finish His tight end one necessarily But no one Else Always finishes above him
3: No But some nobody else Gets drafted above him
1: I guess that's fair Ever too.
2: Is Kelsey like, really I, not always the tight end one? It feels like he always No, that's that's is. what I'm saying. Other guys finish
3: as tight end one sometimes, but nobody else gets drafted as tight end one. Right. It's only it would be one thing if Kelsey was a lock to be like 5 points ahead per game of everybody else, but that's not really the case. I really like Mark Andrews because I think he has probably a dice roll to be right around where Kelsey is, but like a round and a half later. I'm certainly not taking about like three.
2: Yeah. My perception is I, I am team. It's okay to draft Kelsey high. I I, I don't dislike drafting
3: Kelsey necessarily because he is so good. He's on such a good offense, but three is really high. And, and I've, I've been convinced and I'm saying this as a huge Kelsey guy, obviously, obviously, but, um, (laughs) I think I think Andrews is probably the better value. That doesn't mean Kelsey's necessarily a bad maybe. pick.
1: I just think Kelsey is more is more likely to finish at That's... tight end one or close to it. Whereas, like you said, Andrews could be like he could be tight end one or he could be like tight end eight or maybe not eight. He but...
3: could not be tight end eight.
1: Yeah, he could He'd be like tight end three or four, like at worst, but. Uh
3: um, I, I I don't know. I think I think I think Andrews is is right, right, right up
1: there. Yeah, um, he might but be but receivers. Yeah, receivers. What well, that's, that's what we're talking. <laughs> we got side. I got a sidetrack. That's on me. Um what receivers are you high on right now, Thea? We talked about Jefferson, talked about Jamar a little bit.
2: Yeah, I would say who is our best fantasy take last year? I'd say it's Christian Kirk, right? Yeah, Christian. Last oh, that year. was...
1: I can't believe I it,
2: people were so low on that. I'm going back to the well here and saying Christian Kirk again. Here's, here's my mm. bold take is that he finishes above Calvin Ridley. Really? I don't think so.
1: No, I'm no, really high on so? Calvin Ridley.
2: <laughs> Everyone is, dude. But Calvin Ridley has not played in are. two years. And... I don't know. Kirk is just a really established guy. I think, I think, I think that- Kirk is
3: good at his value, and I think Kirk is probably being slept on a little bit because we, I guess, we maybe haven't seen that offense support two guys, but it's going to pass enough, and Lawrence is going to be good enough for it. So.
1: I also don't think people are that high on Calvin Ridley. He's being drafted as like wide receiver eighteen right now. That's not thing- that high
3: the thing with ridley who has gone up draft board slowly is that he is better than christian kirk and that's why you should draft him higher he was better
2: than christian kirk i think uh, i i think he could still be better than christian kirk but we saw in the preseason there was a miscommunication with lawrence that led to a pick we saw him get like absolutely obliterated block like and and we saw some good routes from him like he's a really talented route runner i just think like that chemistry that connection that you know target share may not be there right away you know like kirk is just such an established guy with lawrence like they just clicked instantly um okay i i said i think that people just are like oh ridley's the more talented guy is the better route runner you know he, he was going off the last time we saw him play for a full season like that's all true about ridley it's just been a lot of time off um and I think you've got a guy who is c- coming off a fantastic year, someone who is a security blanket, someone who maybe won't have as many big plays as Ridley, but could I see him being more reliable week to week? I, I think that I could. And-, and that's maybe my boldest receiver take, is that I would take uh, Christian Kirk before Ridley. I I'll think make this comparison to have more yards and stuff. I, may-
1: I make this comparison all the time. The, the Calvin Ridley to Jamar Chase, if if we're going to look at preseason and we're going to be like, oh, well, the miscommunication... was Everyone was like, Jamar Chase is dropping passes in preseason and he hasn't played in a while. The chemistry is going to be off. That's exactly what you're saying with Calvin Ridley right now. And if he goes out I and agree. balls out, you're going to be like, you're going to be sick because you picked Christian Kirk instead of Calvin Ridley.
2: I think they're both... I don't think you can be sick taking... Calvin Ridley first of all or or not Calvin Ridley I Christian Kirk because I think even if Ridley does surpass him like Kirk is still gonna be a good pick uh but I I just think that everyone is so excited and the hype is building and building and building with Ridley it seems like and yeah he's wide receiver 18 now but you know, in two weeks, three weeks, you know, he could be a, you know, a wide receiver one, take it. Let's hope you have your,
1: let's hope you have your draft before two weeks from now,
2: (laughs) I guess, but I, I just really like Kirk. I think that he is just so solid. I think that, you know, we, I, I just get the sense that he's a safer projection. I guess I've been, I said that I was going to swing for the fences and maybe Ridley is that, but i think a year and a half off everybody is is talking about ridley like he just didn't miss any time at all and he will just step back in and be the ridley we saw in what 2020 now and it's 2021 2021 but um well really 2020 though right because he was a little isn't twenty when he took the year he had the mental health break
3: that it was in 2021 when that happened
2: Yeah, so you're really expecting 2020 Ridley because in 2021, he played in five games and had 200 yards. So you're you're going back three years to 2020 or two seasons. Yeah. He's better than Christian Kirk. (laughs) He is. It's just it's been a long time since we've seen him average more than 60 yards a game <laughs> and uh i don't know i i i just think that he's a little bit less safe than people make him out to be i think there's gonna be a, a feel for the game that's just not quite there yet maybe by the end though and the fantasy playoffs are what matter the most maybe it'll start off a little rocky and then at the end christian like christian Kirkle gets their surpassed but uh that's 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 my hot that's a, it's my hot take for a reason. I'm bringing it up for a reason, but Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. I
2: think the negatives are already
3: baked into his ADP. Okay, so imagine we have 2020 Christian Kirk, and he ends up on this great offense with this great quarterback who is like a dark horse MVP, and he's the number one. And we've seen them take another receiver, Christian Kirk, who is not like a top-12 receiver in the NFL by any stretch and turned him into a, a wide receiver one last year. If we were 100% certain that he was going to be that version of himself on this offense, he would not be going wide receiver 17, I don't think. There's no way. He'd be going top 10. No. So I, I think I think those concerns are already baked into where he's getting drafted.
2: A little bit, yet. yeah. I think – I don't know. You got traded for a fifth-round pick. I, I just – I, I don't know. I, and I think that it's going to climb. I think that his ADP is going to continue to climb as as the camp highlights come out and everything. And I just think when he when he gets in the game, it's, it's not a, a slam dunk that he just is tearing it up in the offense. I, I think that he's a very good player. I really do. Uh, he's a really smooth route runner. But he's an unconventional route runner. Um, he's someone that does not run routes with the same timing as other receivers. Uh, he's someone who is... Takes a long time and will really push down the field and then break. And I, I think it can take a little while to get used to something like that. potentially, potentially, I, I just get concerned a little bit when there's a guy that we know um, has a lot of chemistry with Lawrence and is coming off a great season like Kirk. But who do you who do you guys have?
1: I mean, I have Ridley, but that was, that was my thing. Was, <laughs> exactly
2: was like everyone's high on Ridley. It's but like. uh, uh, but. <laughs> I don't know. If you were to I ask think. the average fantasy player, like, is Ridley a good value? They'd all say yes. I think if you like, were to ask, I think if to you were to play.
1: ask the average fantasy player, what wide receivers are you high on? I don't know how many of them would answer Calvin Ridley.
2: I think I just feel like they all are. I feel like he's got so <laughs> much hype.
1: Tag tag your favorite
2: fantasy this creators
1: year's, This and... year's
3: Damian Pierce. Everybody's so high on him, and they're right right true that Mm. did happen with Um, us last year i mean like he's going behind guys like dk metcalf and debo samuel who i think i have equal if not more concern of dk with you know there's just a lot of receivers in that room and debo there's just a lot of receivers in that room or guys in that room True, true um although i don't always think that's the worst thing in the world and i don't necessarily think those guys are the worst picks guys i'm high on Really like both the top ohio state wide receivers i think both of them oh, are absolutely yeah. and and i and i know i'm an ohio state guy all i do is talk about ohio state receivers but at, at the value that they're being taken at they're both wide receiver ones and they're both uber talented and you're not going to regret picking them i also really like Amon ross saint brown i know none of those guys are like super deep sleepers or whatever but i think all those guys are in line to see huge workloads i think you really gotta like michael thomas to think that olave isn't just like the guy that's that's the thing they're all like the guy they're the dude on their offense through and through and they're all uber talented and they're all still on the up and up to me i i just i i I don't see the downside for them to be completely honest with you maybe i'm a little bit worried about olave injury stuff or something but not so much um I, i do kind of buy into the deontay johnson stuff a little bit uh if you want to go later I think they're going to throw the ball more. I think that offense is going to score more touchdowns. I think Pickett will be improved. I like Pickens okay, but I I do think 140 targets is 140 targets. It can pretty much only go up, and he's being picked so late that it's it's probably solid. I like JSN, too. I know, another Ohio State guy, but we've seen plenty of offenses, good offenses that – You know, with good quarterbacks, support three guys before. And I think Jason could easily be the third. I don't know if he's going to go do anything crazy, but a rookie wide receiver on a like offense that already has a couple of other guys is probably the easiest way for fantasy players to kick them way down their list. Um, But but those things probably don't ding him as much as they possibly will in real life. They or they, they ding him more than they might in real life, I should say. So I like both of those dudes pretty well. Um those those are the ones that 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 stick out the most to me. But I think you could also make an argument for
2: Lockett. I don't know if I said him. You have not said him. Another guy I like a lot, I've I've mentioned Ayuk, and I still like Ayuk, even though there are a lot of receivers there. I just think that he's an ascending player and was productive last year. Um I like Drake London a lot. I think that he's someone who suffered from Marcus Mariota, just skying balls and being the uh, just a general inaccurate quarterback. Pitt suffered from this a lot as well. Given the opportunities, London is due for a lot of positive regression considering like his workload versus accurate passes. Ritter is not the most accurate quarterback in the world, that's for sure but I I do think that he's going to be an improvement over, over London. And I think London, he's a contested catch guy, a big body guy. Uh, I think that he's a really good mover underneath and a really nuanced separator underneath. I think that if he, there's always the potential that he is just a a target hog, like blanket guy. And uh, yeah, there's just not a lot of other wide receivers there. There's Kyle Pitts, obviously who I'm high on, but Matt Collins, Zacchaeus isn't even there anymore. I don't even know who else is in that room. So to get a, a guy like London, a first round pick and a top 10 pick, um, so someone who is due for some positive regression in terms of the opportunities he received last year versus the actual production and the accurate balls that he was getting or lack thereof. I, I, I think that he could be a big, take a big jump in his second season as wide receivers often do and as players often do. And uh, yeah, even, even though I'm not totally sure on the quarterback situation, I like Ritter enough that I think like London can at least be good. And then I like Mike Williams as well in in Los Angeles. I think that he, it looks like there's a bunch of people there, Quentin Johnston and Keenan Allen and and Austin Eckler. I think that Mike Williams is in his prime right now. Uh, whereas Keenan is getting to the end and Quentin Johnston is just getting started I think that Williams could could be a little bit more of a focal point than people realize as an ex-receiver in that offense. Um, I know that Kellen Moore focused a lot on CeeDee Lamb and everything last year, but Williams, I think, has some untapped potential as a, as a yak guy that we didn't really get to see with Joe Lombardi, um, and he's obviously just a, a beast in the red zone and one of the best contested catch artists in the entire league um i think that he could score a lot of touchdowns this chargers offense is probably going to be very good and uh he's he's the only receiver that i think is in their their athletic prime right now and i think that that matters so he's someone that's not a very sexy pick but someone i i, I think is a a pretty safe bet i like london a decent amount i think he's pretty good
3: at value um there is kind of a limit on how many guys on, on, you know, you look at the top 20 receivers last year, how many of them were playing with quarterbacks who weren't that great. Um, but you start to get down to it. I mean, DJ Moore was was at 24, 27 is where London's listed right now on the list I'm looking at. Olave was up there and he missed time and, and he was still higher than that. Juju Smith-Schuster went right at 27. So there's definitely some stuff there. And his workload started to increase as the year ended. He got like something like 50 targets in the last five games or something ridiculous. So there's probably like, I'm iffy on Ritter. We'll see. And I definitely think there's valid concerns that offense is going to run a lot. And Ritter is a very young quarterback who probably at best is only going to be like okay. But I think I think their their passing touches could be really really concentrated. The Pitts and London, um, so I I don't dislike London as a pick at all.
2: He's a talented player. That's the yeah. thing.
3: London and Kyle Pitts are
2: good. Yeah, he's talented. He's ascending, like you said. Big workload towards the end. I I think that Ritter is going to be better than Mariota. I'll say that. <laughs> and if he's not, shame on me. But <laughs> and, and and London I, London finishes as thirty one
3: last year. You're not you're not really, really saying like he's going to go and be a total psycho or anything um, or, or have
2: some like huge jump. Right. He's going very, very late. So, yeah, I, I like London as a pick a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I might take him over. Some guys I might take him over would be a guy like uh, him or DK. I think that's a serious question for me.
3: There's, DK,
1: are, I have
2: mixed feelings about, but there's a I, lot of
1: guys to get the ball to. And, and see, it's, it's hard for me to want to take DK, Lockett, or JSN. Because so I'm just like, I don't know who's getting the ball. Like
3: You have to think that DK is going to catch a lot more touchdowns than he did last year, I think. That's what you're betting on. And I don't know. He had 140 targets last year, and he's getting drafted above where he finished last season and he's probably DK? who
2: he is yeah oh
3: that's... i have london
2: ranked above him that's that's yeah no no no. <laughs> that,
3: that's i'm just saying dk is one guy that has to fall a little bit for me to take very good player but um i don't know i'm a little i'm a little iffy on him i think lockett and Jason are, are the better values in that offense
2: yeah, I agree. I I like London a lot, but I would t- where people are taking DK now, like that's where I would take London, and everyone might look at me like I'm crazy, but I would take London in that type of range. I think that he's deserving of that type of uh, consideration. Um, even like a Terry McLaurin, like I I don't know, I might take McLaurin over London, but even McLaurin, he has to deal with Cur- Curtis Samuel and and Jahan Dotson in the same offense, and it's Howell trying to sustain it. Who you know is just as much of a question mark as Ritter uh so like even like Lauren and M- London I think are kind of in similar situations and I think should be taken like in similar ranges and you can get London like even later so yeah London is a guy that I that I like a lot um Bladen, how about you any receivers you want to talk about
1: I mean London London's a good one I, I go back and forth on who I like more between pickens and deontay johnson i love pickens as as a talent i mean that that man catches everything i know a lot of people question his ability to separate rightfully so but like i think as a quarterback if i'm targeting someone that i just know is going to come down with it like i I sent in our group chat because i theo after you told me you're like it's 70 30 Giving George Pickens contested targets, I'm like, there's no way that's true there's no way that's true it, he ca- He caught 68 percent of his contested targets. that yeah, is that an un- that's an unreal number on like 15 point six yards average depth of target
2: so I what prime calvin Johnson was at
1: <laughs> I, how many I, how many how many attempts was that on can, um, how, many, how many contested targets? Yeah, I think it was on that's 28 which is like pretty solid. It, yeah. I mean, season. it's, it, it's, it's a
3: Probably pretty decent at 70, I mean, no, I, no.
2: <laughs> but the workload but, uh, could go up, you know, like right. He might that's just get, he might catch as many contested targets maybe not at the same rate or as many catches as he had last year. It's that's the
1: thing is people, I, people seem to be under the impression that Pickett is going to want to target Deontay more. And I'm like, if you already know that Pickens is that guy with, like get just catching the ball i would feel more comfortable throwing to that guy because if he's not open well i don't really care (laughs) it's like if i'm under pressure if i'm scrambling and i'm just looking to like get the ball off who do you think i'm going to who do you think where do you think i'm gonna look To, to to pickens because i know that he's probably gonna come down with it even if he is blanketed
2: yeah, he's a he's a freak. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind taking pick taking a swing on the upside there because yeah, he's he's got pretty special ball skills. He's someone who is good after the catch as well, like really tough to bring down, one of the hardest runners in the league, like just runs yeah. angry all the time. <laughs> um someone who definitely needs to improve as a separator, but again, he was a young rookie. So right. like it's not to say that he can't get any better. Wasn't he area. working he was with already... like Steve
1: Smith this offseason or something?
2: I'm sure he was. I'm, I'm sure a lot of <laughs> these guys are working with good receivers, but, uh, and a lot of them get better at route runners as time goes on, you know? So yeah, I, I like Pickens a lot. I think, I, bo- I think both him and Johnson are, are good picks. I think that Johnson was better last year. I don't know if Pickens has surpassed Johnson yet, but if you're betting on that Pickens is going to do that this season, I wouldn't say that you're, that you're barking up the wrong tree.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. So I guess that brings us to tight end.
1: And the only tight end I'm...
2: take I have is is draft Kyle Pitts and don't let the fantasy people convince you that he was a, a bust or whatever. <laughs> well, he was last year, but he isn't.
1: Yeah, I my only my only tight end take is Kelsey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know with
3: Pitts. I I just I believe in the talent. I do, and most of the time I want to bet on the talent. But he was talented last year, and what the hell happened? mario you know.
2: couldn't hit him he, was, I, he got yeah. so many uncatchable balls yeah so many okay if you want to take Pitts, i can't blame you he's really I, good. and i wouldn't take him a tight end one i think i think you can no, take no, no, andrews no. and kelsey and even hawkinson over Pitts. but then like after that i'm i'm taking Pitts. i like so Waller. that's even i think uh,
3: waller's still very talented he's a little bit older but um i i think i think someone's gonna get the ball on that giants offense
2: I like taking Waller as well. I think Pitts is like a way better version of Waller, though. I think Waller is maybe in a position
3: to get schemed up a little bit more.
2: Um, And then
3: I also like uh, Evan Ingram. a lot. I think Evan Ingram put up good numbers last year. I know Ridley's there, but I still think he's going to get a lot of looks. Um, You can get him very late. And honestly, a Trevor um, Lawrence-Evan Ingram stack is very easy to put together. And I think both those players are good picks at their value. Um, so that, that's one of the things that I really like to do.
2: Yeah, I agree. I would the other, the other take I have is I would probably avoid overdrafting the bills, rookie Kincaid.
1: Oh, okay.
2: just, where is he going? No, where do you I'm think his, his a ADP huge is? Fan.
1: Where do I, th- is it, it's not top 10, is it? No. Okay. 13. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's 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 a little... That's, I was like, if it's 15, uh, I don't know.
3: I really don't like the weight on tight end, to be completely honest with you. I think, like... I like Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle, Waller, Pitts, um, Dallas Goddard, and then Evan Ingram. And after that, you got, like, Njoku and Fryer Mo- Fryer moves, okay. I, I don't know. And, I think Njoku's not you bad. Get, if you were the last guy taking tight end, I, I honestly think you could be in for... Um, like a, r- a rough, a rough look. I-, I think the depth at tight end is not that great this year. Yeah, a concho.
1: Hold
3: on.
2: Now yeah, the he's he, there's
3: are... some there's some guys. Yeah, he's a, he's a good one to, to take a shot on.
2: Mm-hmm. Dude, and Musgrave too. He, I don't Irv know. Smith the Smith casual fantasy like drafters must not even know who he is because musgrave is just just so so low on draft boards 30 and like he receives every starting rep in packers like he's clearly gonna be out on the field like 90 percent of the time and there's no one else on that like he's super fast it's an offense that prioritizes getting you know athletes the ball over the middle in space like on time and i i think that that's a a good thing for Musgrave. Like they get into the ball yeah. and jet sweeps in practice. Like they're really acting like he's one of the best players on the offense and maybe he is. And it's like, he's going way later than Kincaid, like way, like Musgrave is probably going undrafted in like most drafts. So it's like, that's crazy. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I guess at that point, the value doesn't even matter. Like tight end 13 or tight end, whatever, like you're taking him in the last few picks of the draft either way. But I I am almost like Musgrave a little bit more than uh than Kincaid. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I, I guess I don't have the strongest the opinions biased. about tight end, but um, I also don't think that Irv Smith Jr. is a big sleeper. I was no, you don't draft <laughs> Irv Smith Jr. That's what I would say. Do <laughs> sure. it's his year. Oh, you I, can get him. You can get J.K. You. Dobbins. You can get Michael Thomas. <laughs> it's all their years. They're going to put it together. I I think I that would be really all I players, think that
1: would so. be really funny to do. You just make a. A, a fantasy team of like all i promise it's their year guys
2: Yeah, who would be who would have no idea where the earth smith hype comes from dude he's not even like super athletic <laughs> like he's not this from freak and he's not <laughs> <From the heart. laughs> good at f- football to like a degree that you like need to be taking him in fantasy like he's not a great route runner he's not very big don't He's talk about my like don't talk about my Lord and Savior Irv Smith like this <laughs> man. Like Bro bodying is bodying my like, idol. Really good at? Irv Smith, <laughs> <laughs> you like Irv Smith? No, like what's he good no, at? No, I'm fucking with no, you.
1: I'm,
3: I'm, nobody, yeah. nobody's on the on this podcast disagreeing with you. As <laughs> okay, far as well. it's his year, guys. Like if you had to make the all, it's his year team. Quarterback, there aren't a ton of good fantasy options. I'd say Justin Fields because that's the general idea in the NFL world. But he is actually like a good fantasy player no matter what, pretty much. Maybe like Herbert? Maybe that would be the (laughs) do-no-wrong team.
1: (laughs) The Um, (laughs) do-no-wrong?
3: Running back would be like Dobbins and whoever. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Michael Thomas at receiver one. But that's about all all I've got, man. That's all I, got I don't know, know if you well. guys have anything else i don't i don't went, went like an hour 15 proud of us guys <laughs> so yeah i think that's all we've got for you today uh draft everyone we told you to draft in fantasy and thank you all for tuning in it's been an absolute blast i paused my game to be here so i'm gonna go resume that now thank you all for tuning in and until next time we'll catch you on the flippity flop <laughs>